0: Good morning. Good morning. 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 Welcome to a beautiful Sunday. It's nice (laughs) to see the sunshine and have it just a little warmer. It's still a little chilly this morning, but by the time we walked in the door, I could feel the difference between six below and 18. (laughs) It warmed up a little Today, our topic is, who are you? And that is a common question. Probably if you meet someone new or you're introducing yourself, that, that idea of who are you is very common. But we're going to start with Exodus 3.14. Moses said to God, If I come to the people of Israel and say to them, The God of your fathers has sent me to you, and they ask me what is his name, what shall I say to them? God said to Moses, I am who I am and he said, say this to the people of Israel I am has sent me to you so for some biblical scholars the I am suggests that there had not been a name for God before there had not been a need for God to have a name and he was not named after a parent or a family member. He did not have a name that was a popular name of the day. He named himself in the present creative tense. I am that I am. It's also considered in some of the original text that the initials YHWY was also what God said was that that was his I am that I am so again scholars debate the who's right doesn't matter for our case it could be either one but in the original it did not have vowels because mm-hmm. they didn't have a lot of vowels in those days so therefore it was simply the sound of breathing in and out mm-hmm. that was the breath of life So God's identifying himself in the present creative sense as the breath of life. And in both of these reasonings, he himself is that creative, loving spirit of all life. John 4.24 says, God is spirit. 1 John 4.8 says, God is love. Our creator, the creator of all things is spirit, and love. Then Genesis 1.27 says, God created man in His image. And Romans 8.17 says, Then we are heirs, heirs of God, and co-heirs with Christ. So when someone asks, Who are you? unknowingly sometimes we identify with God we breathe in and out and we say I am without even knowing we are taking his name I am we are identifying with God and there begins our power of co-creation co-heirs with God and Christ in shaping our life our world, and the story we tell. So today, let us pause in the I Am, and the power we have been given as children of the living God. We're going to start today by singing hymn number 382, and I am going to use the recorded music again today, because it makes it, I can't really do all of this at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> You'd like to stand and sing 382. <laughs> You us with your power and spirit in this place and time to be co-creators with you. Open our hearts and minds to hear your word to us today. Give us strength and courage to follow where you lead. We pray, Lord, that your hand is mightily upon those who call to you. Though you have expected, you have told us to expect trials in this world, we also claim your promise that you have overcome the world. We are fragile and human, totally dependent on your grace and provision. Be with your people in every corner of our world. Send the heavenly warriors to defend the good and bring peace to our planet. Thy will be done we are yours show us the way Amen and now we'll turn to 405 thank you for the correction we love (laughs) (laughs) and as it happens this particular accompaniment goes through it twice The mole always likes to sing this song through twice so we're just going to go with it For God revealed his nature, character, and creative power. John 1, 1 says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. (coughs) I love to contemplate this verse. I've been a writer and person who loves words all my life. And I've studied the power of words and how the careful construction of language can shape our reality. It impacts everything around us, our life, our business, our relationships, our financial status, our self-esteem, how we see the world. What is the word? The word is where it all begins. It is how we claim who we are. It is how we speak to others about ourselves, And sometimes, with hope, we use the word with the intent of changing others. (coughs) Wouldn't that just be magical? (laughs) We could just say the word and make the change. (laughs) It's our proclamation of how we see the world. But we're also warned about this power. Matthew 12:36 says we will be accountable for every careless word. Matthew 15:11 says what comes out of a mouth, man's mouth is what defiles him. So we are given this insight into the power of creation. We are born into it. God has explained it and given it to us with his instruction and we are warned that this power is not to be taken lightly so as we consider this power of creation what it is and what role do we play if any in influencing the circumstances around us in particular are we actively and consciously Creating our world with our words. Can we impact other people? Can we make a difference? If that is the purpose, <clears throat> that our words and our power is designed for us to bring out the very best in the people around us. That's our power, that creative power, the power of our word. We are creating the world around us, how we speak about it, how we tell others, even in the tone of our voice. To use words in a provocative or ill-tempered way or mean-spirited intention is using our power in a negative way. And even worse, sometimes it's careless. We can use our words carelessly, and it's negative. It has a negative impact. It is like anti-creation. We don't want to to do that. But it's often how we interpret our experience that ultimately colors our emotions. So different words and sounds and volumes usually represent different (coughs) emotions. We can't help it. We've been conditioned. Think of a friendly whistle. Makes you smile. A whisper. Gives you a sense of intimacy. A shout of victory. And we join together. So we're conditioned by volume and sound. And much of these emotions are learned. We have an experience that makes an impression, that creates an emotion, that develops a belief that then results in behavior. That's how it works. So we want to be careful if we're in charge of our own voice and the impact we're making in the world around us. Sometimes we have people in our lives who've had a series of bad experiences. So their take, their perceptions are hard may be different than ours and these may be very deep-seated beliefs and emotions so it may be very contradictory to how we believe I and mean, I like to think I'm the Pollyanna right I always like to think it's going to get better it's always a good day it's always going to get better but that's not how certain people in my life look at the world and it's not a battle I can't fight the battle because their perception is based on experience, an ingrained emotion. However, there is still some power available in the Word. How do we support or encourage the attitudes and behaviors that are most conducive to harmony? How do we do that? First, we've got to be conscious of our responsibility in our words. Because oftentimes I think it's easy to think it makes no difference what we say. Have you ever seen the? This is years ago, probably 20 years ago. There was the experiment, the um, Japanese scientist who did the experiment on water molecules. Does anybody remember the story? All right. So it's a little woo-woo, but it's true. So this guy takes water molecules and puts them under a microscope and examines them. Right. And it shows. They're like snowflakes. They're beautiful crystals. All these wonderful model- molecules of water. So he does this experiment where he takes this glass where he's gotten these beautiful things and he talks mean to it. And he thinks mean thoughts. And he gets other people to think mean thoughts about this water in this glass. And then he puts it under a microscope and the molecules <coughs> have changed. And now they're distorted they're not the same so then they do the same but they do the positive they take the same water and they bless it and pray (coughs) over it and give it good good thoughts and it changes again into even more beautiful more spectacular in fact I think it's in um, New York in one of their subways they have like this whole display of these pictures of these water molecules It's a fascinating study. They say that if you talk to your plants, Mm -hmm. they grow better. There is power Mm -hmm. in our words. Mm -hmm. And science proves it on all these different levels. You can look it up. It can ignite the potential for good and change. But it's the being conscious part that requires the practice and discipline. And usually, to get the ball rolling, we have to be the power to be good in our own life. I am that I am, the most powerful words, the name of divine creator. And also, a direct reference to self. I am. Is that a coincidence? I don't think so. God is like that. So the key to change is to live and be the change we want to see. So live it now, just as you would want it. Choose your words carefully so they represent what you do want. You are telling the story of your life every day, every minute, to yourself, to your family, to your friends. At one point in my young adult life, I was told that I would rather vent than get what I want. It was a profound point in my life because I realized at that point I was so comfortable with complaining about what I was unhappy about that I was not focused on what I did want. Whatever I was talking about was complaining about something that had already happened or something that I was imagining bad was going to happen, there was this very strange, it was like problem in my brain, really. I didn't understand. But when I was told that, it was profound. It changed me forever. Forever. Because now, even if I'm frustrated, I do not speak until I can create the words that are going to say what it is that I really want instead of you never or you always it's I love it so much when it's it requires an exercise I had another example in a course of language and speaking And they said that one of the things most people don't realize is the unconscious voice that's running in their head. Mm -hmm. The exercise was to set up a little guard in your brain that was going to listen all the time. The very first day I have my guard in place, I wake up first thing in the morning and I hear myself say tired I had just had a really good night's sleep I was safe and comfortable in my bed I was looking forward to the day it was a bad habit it was this thing in my brain that had gone unchecked and I heard that I was like that's not even true but it was unchecked so left the guard there for quite a while what else was I saying to myself that wasn't true and replacing it so now first thing before I even open my eyes to see if it's time to get up this is the day the Lord has made let us rejoice and be glad in it thank you I replaced it put the guard in pay attention what are we saying what are the messages we're giving ourselves? Listen to our subconscious words. If you can imagine the future, and you imagine the worst case scenario, and then the worst case scenario happens, you actually have to live through it twice. Because you've imagined it, and then you have to live through it. So what if we imagine the best case scenario, and then if the worst thing happens, you only have to live through it once. But at least, we've had that possibility of the best case scenario. And if the best happens, we get to live through that twice. We always get that chance of how we're projecting. What has to happen for us to live our life from the perspective that everyone has the full potential to be their absolute highest and best? How would your words be different? When everyone comes together with the specific intention of bringing out the best in our lives, the words and power of our intention does evoke change in ourselves and in others. Mm -hmm. Olivia and I played a word game the other day. I would say a word that I attribute to her, and then she would respond how she feels about herself. And then we did the same for me. And it was a great exercise in speaking positive affirmations to one another. Sometimes we don't do that enough. We may take for granted that the other person knows we like them or we think they're wonderful. And yet in our day-to-day, we may not have that opportunity. And I think we also live in a world today where we are extremely dependent on the reflections and measuring sticks of the outside world. How do we look? How much money do we have? Where do we live? What do we drive? What's our job? All of these external measuring sticks and and definitions have created boundaries to even how we see ourselves. Because even if you had the best job in the world and had all the money in the world, if we still are not using the words that describe that I am a child of God, I am chosen, then all of that other means nothing. So how we use our words. And, of course, the Bible is always the best source for learning and believing what is true. God has been so generous in sharing his word. The best antidote to negativity is scripture. For everything is there to convince us of God's love for us. So you may hear your voice sometimes saying things about yourself that are not true, and I'll give you some scripture that you can memorize that I wouldn't be without. You put it on your heart, and it will never go away. I am separate from God, but God says I am forever loved. I am convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love, neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor demons, nor our fears. Not even the powers of health can separate us from God's love. I am sick. God says, I will restore you to health and heal your wounds. I am weak. God arms me with strength and makes my way perfect. I am a sinner. I am writing to you who are God's children because your sins have been forgiven through Jesus. I was abandoned. God decided in advance to adopt us into his own family by bringing us to himself through Jesus Christ. This is what he wanted to do and it gave him great pleasure. I am rejected Do not fear, I have redeemed you, I have summoned you, you are mine. I am alone, do not be afraid or discouraged, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. I am hopeless, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans for welfare and not for evil to give you a future and a hope. I am purposeless. Perhaps this is the moment for which you have been created. I am lost. Whether you turn to the right or to the left, your ears will hear a voice behind you saying, this is the way. Walk in it. I am worried, anxious, afraid. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives, do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled. Be not afraid. I am unhappy. I have told you these things so that you will be filled with joy. Yes. Your joy will overflow. I am afraid. God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. I am nothing special. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that. Oh, wow. as we absorb these messages from God let us gather the courage to be all that he has intended us to be let us use the power of the great I am to choose our words carefully Isaiah 55. For as the rain and the snow come down from heaven and return not thither, but water the earth, making it bring forth and sprout, giving seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so shall my word that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me empty, but it shall accomplish that which I purpose, and prosper in the thing for which I sent it. Oh, wow.